0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children
1: of all ages, welcome once again to another episode of UFC on AfterBuzz TV. Obviously, I am not Dario Barrinado, J Tan here. Welcome to the show. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime here, George Hermosa, other half of the hashtag Ugly Laptop Brothers, and uh, our guest today here to talk to help us uh, get through UFC One Ninety Two, uh, pro fighter. U of MMA alumni. You're welcome, everybody. The Lethal One, Laura Salazar.
2: Hello, everybody.
1: Welcome.
3: Our crowd no, won. keep going. Yeah, you, can. you can keep yeah. going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, We're here talking about UFC 192, which, of course, took place yesterday at the Toyota Center, the Manami Toyota Center. You like that, Josh Barnett? That's one for you. Uh, in Houston, Texas, um, it was... Uh, Attendance of about just uh, just under 15,000, 14,622 for a gate of 1.859 million. That's a whole lot of gumballs there. Um, Of course, headlining the event, Daniel Cormier making his first ever light heavyweight defense against Alexander Gustafsson. Darth Bader versus Sugar Rashad Evans on the undercard here. Let's was supposed talk. to be Tyrone Woodley and Johnny Hendricks as well. That's true. That's Very true. fair point. That's uh, that's news from the show. It the co- was the co-main event? Yeah, with yeah, the co-main the event. Top. Yeah. yeah. Um, as George said, of course, Tyrone Woodley and Johnny Hendricks scratched. I have an scratched.
3: idea. It just looks weird. You should straighten your mic. Straighten my mic? Yeah. <laughs> Does it look that bad? Weird. Like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm just Maybe kinda, I should tilt it. I'm, I'm, so break, easy, I'm right. breaking the fourth wall and, and reading the prompter. We always break the fourth <laughs> <laughs> shout out to
1: everybody. Uh, well, sh- <laughs> shout out to producer Marissa. All right, fair enough. How's that? Does that work? I don't know. I guess we're gonna we'll find out. out. Nope. We're, we're checking. Keep up. straightening it. Just
3: keep, keep straightening
1: <laughs> Tilt it away. Tilt it away. Away from you. Oh, all right. Again, guys in live, iTunes, live, intervi- live internet, absolutely live internet. Guys in <laughs> iTunes land, all the more reason for you to come to YouTube and check out that faux pas. All right, um, from the bottom up. On Fight Pass at heavyweight, Derek Lewis defeated Victor Pesta, uh, TKO, in the third. Uh, they went from 265 right down to 125, which I think is a fantastic booking move. By the way,
3: by the way you look gorgeous,
1: Jay. I Thank yeah. you. Uh,
3: I'm just reading again.
1: Uh, this, <laughs> I'm just reading the teleprompter the, again. I was going to say, yeah, the teleprompter. Guys, this new studio, it, it's got our heads kind of going, uh, blowing up. It's blowing our heads up. Our minds are blown here. Um, again, fight pass prelims at 125 pounds. Sergio Pettis defeating Chris Carriasso by unanimous decision. That was a fun one. Um, talk about fun ones. The next, uh, the next several uh, throughout the prelims were seriously fun ones. Um, Catchweight Sage Northcutt, almost U, uh, U of MMA alum. His sister, Colby, fought for us uh, a couple years ago. Um, Sage Northcutt over Fran- Francisco Trevino with a wicked TKO in the first under one minute. Um, Sage Northcutt is a guy that comes in with a lot of hype behind him. Pretty, pretty looking guy. Girls, if you like the good kind of... like
2: Ken. He, he, yeah, he,
1: like the young Ken doll. Go check out Sage North. I Cup. mean,
3: if anything, walk by an Abercrombie and Fitch store, mm. and he's probably that guy in the yes. picture.
1: Yeah. he's probably that guy in front of the Abercrombie with I was the shirt say, off. That's the store that has the naked guys in front. Pretty right? much, yeah. They're uglier than him. Just gonna say, okay. Um,
3: Jesus Christ!
1: That true. Guy's got, like, and he's only nineteen years old. Nineteen years old. Man. So, um... not a good looking dude. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> not lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> I, like I was dude. gonna say something about fodder for cougars, but that's probably gonna be. Uh, He's probably going to have to deal with that and probably. you know foreboding <laughs> uh, uh you know ahead of the game. All right, uh, women's strawweight in the pre prelims. No Rose Nemayunis coming back and defeating Angela Hill by a, a by a, well a tech submission. She went out uh rear naked choke in the first. Uh, I was going to say the the prelims after the Sage North cut fight, you guys were treated. We were all treated to four uh sweet first round finishes. Um all the way through, uh, almost all the way through the prelims. Lightweight, Adriano Martins defeated Islam Makashev by KO in the first. Um, Welterweight, Albert Tumanov defeated Alan Joban. An Afterbuzz alumni. Afterbuzz alumni, yep, unfortunately by TKO in the first. Um, Alan took a lot of shots and it was just, uh, uh, he, he was, he was protesting it. There were a couple of protests and guys that took, uh, took shots and,
3: Lost by strikes, but that, it was a good call. By the in, way, I'm going to say game. out there, if uh, Sage ever moves up or Juban ever moves down, mm-hmm. Sage Norcutt versus Alan Juban, I don't know, Like, I think there'll be like, every woman will faint.
2: <laughs> I was going to say. two supermodels. Exactly. That like is,
1: it. I, I almost, that is the, I don't care where you put it on the fight card, <laughs> that is the poster right there, right? Like, all, that everybody is the in the crowd
3: will be women.
1: That is the commercial, that is the poster, that is the promo that you run during Ellen. You've mm-hmm. already got the intro now that you've got UFC fighters on the Allen show no. with Ronda Rousey. And so you, you, you follow it up with two gorgeous guys like that. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Main event in the uh, prelims on Fox Sports 1, Yair Rodriguez at yair. Featherweight. Yair, excuse me. As you would say, Yair. <laughs> over Dan Hooker, uh, unanimous decision, 30-27. Uh, uh, I was going to say across the board, but somebody gave it thirty twenty six. 30-26. Up to the main card, women's bantamweight, Juliana Pena versus Jessica I. Uh, Pena won by unanimous decision. Um, this was, I got to say, for as much as the the prelims were a lot of fun and, and fast finishes, you got bang for your buck. I'll say in the main card, the pay per view, every match went to decision. Every mat, all but one were unanimous decisions. At flyweight, Joe Benavides defeating Ali Bagoutinov, a unanimous decision. Again, you know what? Funny funny book in here. I'm one of the only people that's really... I think only a matchmaker will really, really notice this. But in the prelims, the fight pass prelims, you went from heavyweight to flyweight. Mm. And now in the main card, I'm seeing you go from flyweight straight to heavyweight. (laughs) With Ruslan Magomedov defeating Sean Jordan by unanimous decision. Ryan Bader in the co-main event. Ryan Darth Bader defeating Rashad Evans, welcoming, welcoming Sugar back after... What, a uh, two year hiatus? 22 months, I believe. Um, unanimous decision there, 30 27 across the board. And then, light heavyweight, the 205 title, defended Daniel Cormier, a, another, um, another classic in the light heavyweight division title defenses, defeating uh, Alexander Gustafson's Split decision scores were 48 47, 47 48, and 49 46. Um I I think you know the 205 division well let me ask this first what do you guys think about the card how did you feel um up and down for whatever you saw what were the highlights for you
2: it was a lot of a lot of standing up which is I really appreciate mm-hmm, yeah. um not too much on the ground i guess mm-hmm. and i i actually like that better um you know the wrestlers that I thought that were going to go for the takedown stuff like that—they just kind of st- stood up, which mm-hmm. it was cool. So well,
1: you had a lot of guys, uh, ground guys, kind of uh, their skills negating each other in yeah. terms of high-level grappling guys. And I think you know,
2: it. and I think most of the guys that you know kind of wrestle, will wrestle. Mm-hmm. They kind of want to prove themselves to mm-hmm. you know to people that they are they can do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they can work on on their feet and and then on the ground as well. So
1: yeah. But That was
3: the case with uh, DC saying that he wanted to stand and dang with Gustafson. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I thought overall it was a good card. Uh, uh, if I can compare it to the last time they were in Houston, uh, I guess it's not really fair because that card, Danny White's, and probably the best ever. That was uh, which one? The last dos Santos three. That okay. was probably, in my opinion, one of the top three fights of all time: Diego Sanchez versus Gilberto mm, uh, Yeah. Also, like I think Cormier actually Cormier fought on against Roy Nelson in that card as well. Okay, gotcha. It, it so wasn't that far back, and yet I know that it was... Uh, I think it was like October 19, 2013.
1: Yeah, and, and yet I'm still grasping for straws trying to remember it,
3: actually. <laughs> and, I, I Honestly, I'm not going to lie, I watched that card a few times, just mostly for that Melinda Sanchez fight. Yeah. So that way, sometimes I'll have it on, and then it kind of just gets into that other fight's... Um, just because I am too lazy to turn it off or whatever. And plus, <laughs> plus that whole card was so great. But now coming back, can this? You know, Houston's lucky because they've had a lot of good fights mm-hmm. uh, in their city. Yeah, um, I know. It, I know it wasn't that much big of a draw as far as um, mm-hmm. I think it said that was probably the lowest that they've been in Houston and the smallest gate. But so I thought it was a great night of fights.
1: Yeah, the, I I thought the. Uh, um the the undercard certainly paid off with action. Hey, y'all right? It wasn't that funny, George. Uh oh. Hashtag down the wrong pipe. I'm good. I'm, I'm alive. You all right with that uh, with that water there? Live TV. Do you need some vodka? <laughs> this is vodka. This is vodka. Okay, you were saying. I was saying that you know I I got a little bit frustrated with the uh, with the main card because of all the decisions. Um, Guys, there there was some great action, but I anytime there's there's a card where it is simply decision, 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 even if it is great um, three round slobber knocker stuff, um, it, it gets frustrating. I think fans. Uh, I heard a lot of fans booing on matches that uh, um, I didn't think were you know were there was no match that was bad per se. You know, yeah. um, but a lot of booing just out of the like the the Joe B. And Bogutinov, uh fans were booing the decision, uh, and those guys were going back and forth. Like it was hard to hard for me to figure out uh, to score rounds, and I think that's part of the problem with a lot of casual fans mm-hmm. um, is that they get frustrated. They watch a round and it's so close, and they can't figure out who to root for and who to boo for, and then they just go, "Yeah, screw it, this match sucks." <laughs> when in truth, it was really something to just sink your teeth into, you know, and yeah. um, you know to, to digest the whole time through. That said, um, obviously the undercard delivered, and then I think this this main event was again also so much to sink your teeth into. Super close, super exciting. The fans did dig that one, and both guys, you know, just left it all in the cage. Um, that I think is is going to go down as one of the uh, one of the year's best. I agree. Um, you could debate, especially because it was a split decision. At least one guy, and I'm sure many others. Saw that, um, saw it for Gustafson, not DC.
3: I know yeah. MMA Weekly they put up a like one of the headlines says, uh, watch some of the fight highlights. Daniel Cormier takes controversial win over Alexander Gustafson. Hmm. Um, I don't honestly, I would have been happy with either one winning. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, I personally scored it for Gustafson, mm-hmm. uh, but Cormier winning, I didn't think it was controversial. I think mm-hmm. round, I think it was four. I thought it could have went either way, but if I had to choose, I would have given it to Gustafson. Yeah. Um, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know like what the reception was. Like, did people think that? Cause then again, because everybody thought that Gustafson beat John Jones as well. Yeah, I thought, I thought Jones won that fight. To be honest with you, I was in. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember that far back. I, I feel like I
1: might have been the one, one of the ones um, that uh, that scored for Gustafson mm-hmm. in that one. Um, certainly wasn't mad at that result because mm-hmm. it was so close, but. Uh, again, here's what's funny about this: you have a bit of a, a valid but disputed uh, ending with mm-hmm. the decision. Um, there's new headlines, uh, or John Jones made the headlines this uh, this week that he's um, he's cleared of at least some of his legal troubles in terms of finally getting the decision on uh, on his his hit and run. Pleaded guilty to uh, was it to felony hit and run or some plea bargain. Eighteen months community service, so it won't be long before he's able to get back into the UFC. We've got DC Gustafson still at the top. Uh, Ryan Bader comes into the mix with mm-hmm. his, you know, decisive win over Rashad,
2: and he actually called him out.
1: Yeah, after, yeah, yeah so. he did. Yeah, um, and then you've got Jones back in the mix. I feel like you've still got this bottleneck between Gustafson, DC, and Jones. Give me any combination of those of those three <laughs> fighters. I'm down for it. Yeah. I want to watch that fight. I'd watch this one again. Jones and Gustafson again. Jones and DC again. Um, and then Bader versus just about any of them. You know, I, I think they'll bring him in at
3: least to kind of spice things up. Time um, for a time for a wrestling reference. Uh, Justin Solly. Six minutes twenty two <laughs> seconds. <No>. Just, Justin <laughs> Solly in the in the chat asked. Uh, if Gustafsson lands, you know, a kick to the chin, uh-huh. would that be a Swede chin music? <laughs> Do you want know wrestling at all? Do you want know WWE huh? at all?
0: Which um, Not really, Not okay. really.
3: Justin, yeah. not that. Justin who <laughs> was? Justin Solly, Dude, good work, man. That was, uh, <laughs> I, even I can't knock that one. Swede before, chin music. Uh, I guess before we go over the card, and ju- the same Justin Solly did ask, and maybe you would know, is this the first event where it was officially the first one where they can't use the IV? October, I believe yeah, it's funny. I was thinking about that. I think it went into
1: effect on October first. I so heard a cor- I had I believe a, this
3: would be. I heard an interview with Cormier. I think he said that too. Right. It's the first event where it's officially banned.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cormier said that he did his cut without a without an IV. I don't know if that. He said he, he always pass. does, anyways.
3: Okay. He said because he said right. he always followed that set rules. Right. Okay. That's what I heard in um, the interview.
1: Yeah, I know there was a big thing in terms of his. Uh, he brought in his wait- or his... Uh, his nutritionist mm-hmm. lived with him in, at his house. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, Hendrix coming in and not making... What was he it? He was
2: off 20 pounds.
1: Off by 20 pounds. He went to the hospital. That's yes. what it was. It prevented him from even getting I think the they said
3: that he checked in at camp at maybe like 220, 210 or 220. Jeez,
2: Louise. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. And you know what? I was reading something last night. Mm-hmm. Um, fans actually did Yelp reviews for his steakhouse, I believe. He has a for steakhouse. Johnny's? Yes. And no there were there was like they were just commenting like really what are they bad. What saying? For- There's way too much fat on the meat. <laughs> something like that. Something, something up, along the lines. Show
1: up early and and <laughs> wait and you know pace yourself for seconds and thirds. That's funny. Um, I
3: gotta check that. Do, 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 what city is that in?
2: Ah, oh, sh- I don't remember.
1: So you live in Texas or Oklahoma?
3: I would I think say... somewhere maybe in Oklahoma because they need to go to okay. Oklahoma State.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm wondering because I'm, I'm going to be in Oklahoma before too long. <laughs> Mental note: Somebody <laughs> remind me, please, Joe Bose. I know you're watching this. Mental note: I got to check out Johnny Hendricks Steakhouse while I'm in Oklahoma. Let's go over the fights. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say worthy of note here. Um, real quickly, um, fight of the performance bonuses. Fight of the night: Cormier Gustafson. If you didn't watch it, that's worth going out to see. That is definitely uh, somebody yelping for me there. Look at that Big Rig Steakhouse. God bless you, Mom. Um, I can't see what city that's
3: in. I
0: think but, it's somewhere uh, in
3: Texas. Is it Texas? Yeah. Mid-Lothian. All right. Mid-Lothian, huh? Midlothian, Texas. Midlothian. Oh. Is that, that near Dallas? Because I think it might be in Dallas come, you know, March-ish? March, April? Let, 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 I let got, me know. I've got friends in
1: Midlothian, I think. I'm not going to be out there. Uh, <laughs> performance Bowden says, real quickly, Albert Tumanov for his uh, um, for his head kick. I'm sorry, for his finish over Alan Joban. And Adriano Martins for his KO over Islam Makashev. Makashev, yes. Um, all right, let's start at the bottom. Jessica I over and Jessica I and Juliana Pena. Pena, of course, coming out uh, with unanimous decision. Scores were 29 27. Um, great stuff back and forth. Biggest thing that people were talking about, of course, was the, uh, the penalty in the second round where uh, Pena was on top. Jessica, I threw a knee to the head, and referee, whose name, ironically, I did not write down, did uh, pull uh, deduct a point from her right away. What do you guys think of the match, and what do you think of the penalty there?
2: Um, I thought it wasn't. They shouldn't have taken a point. Yeah? Off of that, I think, so? they, and and they should have restarted um, at the bottom. Of course, Joe Rogan you know? was
1: making a big deal about that, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah.
2: But um, overall, the the whole match was was pretty, you know, pretty kind of pretty even type of thing. But mm-hmm. um, what I seen was Jessica I always kind of starting very strong in the beginning of the rounds, mm-hmm. but um, Pena always starting very, well, actually finishing yeah. the rounds very strong.
1: So it seemed like Pena would come out. She would, both were aggressive early in the in the first round. Um, I kept seeing uh, noticing Pena coming out in each round with a flurry. She would get caught. I felt, especially in the first round. Yeah. Um, excuse me. She would get caught, and and Jessica would take control. Um, but Pena would also always come back, maybe about halfway through each round, and either take top position or just gain control in general, um, and, and start punishing uh, Jessica, who was trying to be busy from the bottom, mm-hmm. but um, but never quite was able to go, you know, to to reverse things enough to uh yeah. to take over. Um, I gave it. Let's see, uh, Pena. It's funny because the first time I watched it, it was I wasn't fully paying attention, um, and I was surprised that Pena won, mm-hmm. thinking that Jessica, like I, I think Jessica's offense just stuck out to yeah. me that much more. But then watching it again, I saw how Pena kept taking over each round. Yeah, but it just was after the fact, you know.
2: I like how uh, Jessica. I try to go for the arm and um, arm and head.
1: Yeah. but mm-hmm. he couldn't.
2: She couldn't finish it because her she was in half guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I seen her actually finish that standing up. Really, which is really awesome.
1: That was uh, was that the Ashley Evans Smith from mm-hmm. a while back? Or am I remember? I don't the remember
2: line? the opponent. I just remember that yeah. particular um, particular finish. Right. Um, just because it stood out to me, and it was mm-hmm. just like she's just strong. Yeah. So and she finished it standing up. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. Cool.
1: Well, she's ranked number six in the UFC rankings, over uh, and Juliana was number twelve. So yeah, yeah. It, w- it was going to be a
3: tough one, uh, regardless. I mean, so. I've always thought very highly of Juliana Pena. If you guys want to look back at our last show that we did of 2014, when we predicted yeah. who were going to be the people to watch, I said Juliana Pena to be honest with you. So I'm not I'm now. not surprised at all that she <laughs> won or she showed her dominance. Uh, I'm a little I think she does need to work on her submission. Uh, just because she should have finished Jessica, Ai, just, I just on how good she had that uh, rear naked choke on. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. was pretty but, deep. But kudos to Jessica I as well. Nothing taken away from her either that she was able to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you got you got to finish. Agreed. Uh, Juliana after the
1: match called out uh, called out Ronda Rousey, okay. suggesting you know six <laughs> uh, six wins in the octagon and six wins in the octagon. I think that she does jump ahead of Jessica I, mm-hmm. number six, because she, in the, in the rankings, because
3: she defeated her. But do you think that that's too early? I want to say yes, but then again, I thought Holly Holm was too early as well. Yeah.
2: I think Holly's too early.
3: Yeah, well, there, a lot of people are going to say that. I mean, just because it's too early and wrong doesn't mean but it's at, not going to happen. At the same time, though, and I kind of want to hear what you think, too, I think that no matter what, it doesn't matter if you're early or even prepared for her you're still going to lose against Ronda
2: <laughs> that's very true yeah. i think um peña as you know she she flurries a lot and that's something that's going to be an advantage to ronda you know that's just a hmm. lot of arms to grab right. easier yeah so
1: and she got taken down or she got controlled by jessica um i i don't see enough there to think that juliana would be able to to get to be able to control, uh, Rhonda. Oh no! You know, I think that Rhonda gets in under uh, under that flurry, takes her down. You know, does pretty much whatever she wants to. But I am uh, curious about it. I think it's kind of you're kind of bubbling
3: little storyline there because I think they had beef uh, on the show as well, right? I don't Jessica. think so much beef. I, I I didn't really catch that as far yeah. as uh, the actual show goes. I think it was more so uh, she was coached by Misha. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Misha and Rhonda, I don't I don't remember them really ever really interacting. Right. But yeah, I mean, it'd be Jessica a good... Jessica t- trains with uh, with Misha at six, or in or, Washington State. Correct? What's about Jessica or Juliana?
1: Juliana, Who? I'm sorry, Juliana and Misha. Am I right oh, about yeah, that or am I remembering wrongly?
3: Uh, do they train together? I believe she's training up in Washington State oh. with Misha. If yeah, I, 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 they, 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 they did mention that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be a good story. Um, obviously the best way to get somebody's attention is to call somebody out. That's what Veggie Gohead did. Yeah. Uh, so. But then that's
2: every, what's everybody's doing though. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for attention, of course, you're, you're going to do whatever you, you need to do to get paid, first of all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a big check.
1: Yeah, You yes. know, fighting, <laughs> fighting
2: for that. If she gets that Ronda yeah. card, she's going to get paid. Yeah. You know, whether she loses, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's <laughs> not going
2: to matter.
3: It kind of, yeah, and that, and if you really think about it, if you're in the main event, against Ronda, like, even if you're going to lose, that's still a pretty big paycheck. True, true.
2: Kind of like Mayweather and Berto. Berto was, like, so glad that he threw an right? after-party <laughs> for his loss. <laughs> that's
3: funny.
2: For his loss, just because he got paid.
1: Did he book you know? it before the, before the before, match? because he probably
2: knew he was going to lose. Yeah,
1: I, I guess you have to just by the nature of the schedule, but that is that is also <laughs> kind of telling. It <laughs> don't matter what's going to happen. I'm <laughs> having an after-party. Correction
3: <laughs> on the chat, Jaboza. Juliana Pena was coached by Misha Tate, not Ronda Rousey. That's what I meant. It might not have come out of my. face well, yeah, Because Joseph Boza mentioned that Juliana was on Tough 18, and she was coached by Rhonda. It's actually the other way around. Misha was coached by Rhonda.
1: Misha was coached
0: oh, no,
3: by Misha, Ronda? Yeah, she was actually. Yeah. Live TV. Uh, Juliana, Juliana Pena was coached by Misha Tate. That's what I, that I thought. That was her number one pick. I thought
1: that they also went, or maybe it was after the
3: season. Then that Juliana continued to train with Misha. Maybe.
1: Must. I know, I know like that, that
3: I know that she picked her because they had trained together in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what I remember,
1: yeah. Um, okay, so well I think the, the other uh, the other piece to this puzzle though is obviously we've got Holly home in uh, November. Jeez, that's uh, just a month away yes. oh. practically. <laughs> Wow um, and then I of course, I think we're gonna you know cyborg is also the big question as to whether because cyborg fights uh, there's one more Invicta before the end of this year, correct? I think so I think believe so. that's in November as well. 140 catch weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, I think it's they, they've got to be determining, seeing if uh, or, or waiting to see if how that weight cut plays out and if they can, if she can make get down to 35 healthy, you know, by early next year. I don't you think, think, she, think she, she will? I don't think she will. It's a good. Well, I think she can make it. Um, we, we've been because when
2: I seen her in Invicta, yeah. I was doing weigh-ins for them. Yeah, and I seen her; she was skin and bones. It's just yeah. muscle and just. Yeah.
1: Well, that's it's the thing. Small. We haven't... I don't think we. a lot of people have been having the right conversation in terms of whether she can make it or not. I think she can make it. Can she make it healthy? Can she make it with the right timing for the Ronda ma- a match with Ronda at all? Mm-hmm. Although timing is whenever she gets down there. Will she be the same fighter at 35? That's the question. She can make it, but... How long does it take, and is it the match that we would otherwise I want to Ron see? I think Ron
2: is going to be uh, long gone before that. You think oh, so? Think.
1: It's going to take that long for <laughs> Cyborg to get down? Isn't, wouldn't I think that, she's going to
2: retire. Wouldn't
1: that just be the worst thing? It's like, like each weight class is a different room, closed off. Like, she finally gets down to 35, <laughs> goes in that door, and just <whistles> crickets. Like, where is everybody? Where's the one I'm looking for in here, yeah, you yeah. know? Wouldn't it surprise me. Yeah. Well, at least she can binge eat out of uh, depression and afterward... <laughs> Back to 45 or 55 even. <laughs> right. Next up, uh, 125 pounds, Joe B. Joseph Benavidez going all the way with Ali Bagoutinov, 3027, 2928, 3027. Um, this was one of the ones that really strangely, and in, in my opinion, kind of inexplicably, uh, got booed. Um, real close, super fast, back and forth. Um, I didn't have any round, I, I could judge the. The fight overall, overall, I felt good about giving it to Joe B. But mm-hmm. round by round, I found it
3: really difficult to to score. You guys,
1: yeah, what did me you think? too.
2: Yeah,
3: um, I, I give it to Benavides. Yeah, I give all the rounds to Benavides. He fights the way he fights against everyone else. The way Demetrius Johnson fights against him. <laughs> I think, I think Joseph B will always, okay. I think he'll beat everybody he faces mm-hmm. until he faces Demetrius Johnson. So yeah. I'd love to see actually him versus John Dodson at some point. I think that's the most natural matchup right now for each guy. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what they were talking about. That's I what they were say, commenting George,
3: you're just stealing from Joe
2: Rogan. What do you mean? In, it's just, it's just, this
3: is a Joe Rogan, uh, kiss ass here. In my defense, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell you how I watched the UFC last night. But I couldn't hear that much. Through the window at Joe Rogan's house. Somebody <laughs> else was there watching well, and I couldn't, you were like I trying to sneak in. I couldn't hear that well. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm just saying that once Joe Rogan retires, I'm the perfect replacement for him.
1: Yes, absolutely <laughs> perfect. You <laughs> and you're auditioning now with the collared shirt. That's, that's what I'm right.
3: thinking. That's right. Right. I used shave my head.
1: Um, anything in particular stick out? What, what was it about the what was it about the match that just you felt it
3: was so easy. Just for Jimmy. dominance, just yeah. quicker, just everything about him. I mean, that's just the way he fights. Yeah, stick and move.
2: And he, every time he was gonna, he was getting taken down. He was he was spring up mm-hmm. like nothing. Yeah, and it was you know it was good defensive from him. Kind of a little bit. Um,
1: well, uh, George is not going to agree with this one, but as as I think about it, you know, in the main event, Gustafson got. DC down a couple of times, but DC was right back up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, both to me, well, super you know close rounds
3: uh, across the board, but a uh, little bit shades of uh, shades of the main event there. Just real no quick uh, before we move on, mm-hmm. I know just tied into Team Alpha Mel, Is there beef with Alpha Mel and Dwayne Ludwig?
2: Yes. Why? Oh, long story. I actually <laughs> I actually heard that a whole interview with. Um, Ariel...
3: Uh, Ariel Hawane.
1: Yes, and Uriah and Faber. Uriah Faber. Yeah, um, yeah, MMA fighting, guys. Uh, Uriah, I'm sorry. Uriah Faber was on the Ariel Hawani show a couple of, what, about two weeks ago,
2: I think? Yeah.
1: More or less, two weeks ago? Yeah. Not to take you, not to send you off from AfterBuzz. <laughs> Come back to us. We love you here. But, uh, yeah, good interview between those two. I didn't hear it. I only saw some uh, excerpts. But I know that there were some serious personality clashes, to say the least, with, yes. uh, with Bang and alpha male in general. Yeah. Is Martin Kentman there to kind of replace the, what Ludwig was there initially? That was the idea. Uh, I had read somewhere online, though, that uh, Martin Kentman is moving on as well. Um, I think Family... I think what I read is Family wasn't feeling Northern northern California. Okay. Um, don't know what his plans are, but uh, it sounds like they're... I wish he fought more. I thought Kentman was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, funny story. Um, small bit of trivia. Martin Kempman was... Was he the opener? He was the opening match of the very first fight that I ever worked. Uh, WFA, King of the Streets, in 2000... July 14th, I think? July Maybe July 18th, 2006. Opener versus Edwin Aguilar. Um, he was over here training, I believe, at Extreme Coutures on a visa. He was on a tourist visa traveling. and uh, Traveling and training, rather. Um, took the match, won... And stayed here for the rest of the time.
0: That became,
1: <laughs> you know, obviously he had you know fights uh, previous to that, but uh, that largely was was part of the trajectory of of him fighting here in the U.S. and being the guy that we know and yeah. giving us the matches that we have from Martin Kemp. which you can see where at <laughs> UFC Fight Pass on UFC.com for nine ninety nine. <laughs> um. All right. What happens now, Joe B and Ali Bagautinov? Both uh, both have unsuccessfully faced Demetrius Johnson uh, for the flyweight title. What happens now to Joe B? I just said it. What's that? Oh, he John faces Johnson. John yeah, Johnson. Yeah,
3: you... <laughs> the next was, fight. Was uh, the show was a heavyweight fight <laughs> yeah. between Sean Jordan and Ruslan Magomedov. Let's talk about that. There, yep. Mm.
1: Magomedov. Winning across the board, 30-27, 30-27, and 29-28. Um, tough, uh, tough back and forth. I mean, two, two bulls going at it. Very different body, uh, body types. Jordan was pressuring a lot, um, working for, for takedowns. Did get it in the first. Ruslan, it's visually, this struck me, as young Butterbean versus young Andre Arlovsky. <laughs> Although I don't think quite that Magomedov is is at the Arlovsky you know peak striking mm-hmm. level at yeah. this point yet, um, but uh, but then again Sean Jordan is not necessarily uh, butterbean either. But you know
2: what he ha- he had pretty good striking um, mm-hmm. straight. In the center, and he was finding his target. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I found it. Jordan with his uh, Rihanna tattoo. <laughs> <and> <laughs> you, the boob. Did,
1: you noticed that, yeah? What was that exactly? It was like it was wings think, and some kind of figure.
2: I think it's the same thing. Joseph <laughs> Boza, what was
1: the what's the Rihanna tattoo on Sean Jordan? Please look it up. <laughs> um,
2: it's an Egyptian Egyptian. Does um,
1: that what Rihanna sterile? has? Pharaoh
2: yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
1: So we're assuming that it's the same thing for <laughs> Sean Jordan.
2: <laughs> no, but, you know, that fight was... I mean, he, he put good pressure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just found him complaining a lot, that fight. Huh.
1: Yeah, there was... Uh, what was it? There was... Um...
2: First, it was the Kimura when um, right. he... His opponent kind of like spun him, spun him off of the first Ruslan
1: was working for the Camaro in yes. Jordan, yeah.
2: And standing up, mm-hmm. and he kind of like let go of everything, he's just like, he just kind of shook his arm. And Jordan was,
1: did, And,
2: yeah. I don't know, it was just he was just complaining too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it, as, as I think about it now, there was that kind of, there were a couple of, uh,
0: couple and of
1: strikes, strikes that were legal, but yeah, yeah good point, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan talked about the broken rib potentially yeah. broken rib between the second and the first and the second yeah. on the stool but uh um yeah Ruslan was was quite the sportsman like guy very concerned for his opponents you know what he welfare, actually right? gave
2: him enough time to Actually, like, kind of, like, compose himself and mm-hmm. actually go back into the fight. Right. So, okay, whenever you're ready.
3: Okay,
1: I thought,
2: you're
3: ready. Was, I thought that was, so cool uh, I'm not gonna lie, like, yeah. he, when he kind of backed off and he's like, "Cool, you know, do your thing." I'm like, man, what, what a true gentleman. <laughs> only- what a scholar. But
2: would Jordan do the same thing for
3: him? No, but I mean, <laughs> like, but I mean, that's just, that's how shows how good of a guy he is. Because even though Jordan <laughs> wouldn't do that, he's not gonna stoop down to his level mm-hmm. and do that. He's still gonna be like, you know what, I'm better than you. So, in more ways than one, obviously, winning the fight and in, you know, being a true gentleman. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that was cool. I, I gained a lot of respect points for Mega Metal. If only we did that all the time in MMA. <laughs> It'd be two guys across the cage going, you ready? You ready? No, no, no. Wait. Well, are you sure? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It's cool. It's Hold cool. Hold on. Let me punch you. Oh, you're good. Oh, I know, I saw your knees buckle. Oh, let me back up. Okay, right now it's your turn to punch me. Okay? Oh, that was a good one. Okay, now I'm
1: going to go, okay? I'm not going to let this one hurt too much. I promise. Yeah, right. <laughs> El, what's what's that like? You fought a couple of uh, well, no, I mean you fought people. People that you fought at least you've you've been. Um, how do I don't know to put it. Sportsman like, you know, uh-huh. professional. I mean, you have no animosity towards at least the, the opponents. No, I've seen you, you fight know
2: what? I've um, I've always became friends with everybody that I fought. Yeah, yeah. So they've always been you know there for me um, whether I need training or anything like that after mm. you know before fights, but. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've never had any kind of beef with anybody, and it's been okay. Yeah. I don't remember anything in the cage, by the way. Right. Just any anything, like, all those those rounds that I've, you know, that I've been in the cage, I don't remember mm-hmm. none of it. Right. So, I don't remember if I give a girl, you know, a chance to recover right. or, or not.
1: It's just the handshake afterwards yeah. and the hug. And,
2: oh, that looks pretty on you.
1: <laughs> At the after party That's or so whatever. Cute. Oh, yeah, can I, what, what <laughs> shade is that? I'm going to find that. Um.
2: <laughs> yeah, but...
1: Well, Darth Vader, Sugar Rashad Evans, co uh, co main event for this show here. Well,
3: first, let's talk about what was supposed to be the co main event, that Tyron Woodley and Johnny Hendricks. Uh, yeah,
1: I suppose we talk about the news of it at least. What's the end result? I mean, there? I
3: do I do respect Tyron Woodley for still weighing in, to be honest with you, <laughs> just to show that you know, hey, I did my job, and mm-hmm. he should get all his fight purse, and he should get show money, he should get uh, the next title shot as well. Mm-hmm. He was he showed up. I believe. You actually to say that um,
1: to say that you showed up, you actually have to get on the scales. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you haven't officially you haven't officially weighed in. Mm-hmm. Technically, you haven't shown up, even though you've been there all yeah, week yeah. for fight week. And I'm not sure when they finally decided that uh, Hendricks couldn't fight. I feel it was day Might before have been Thursday. Thursday. Okay, yeah. so day before weigh-ins. Yeah. Um, and by that point, chances are Tyrone is is on weight anyway. Yeah. Right? He, he weighed in at one seventy point two five. There you go, yeah. So uh, I, I wonder if he technically had to weigh in to get his fight money to begin with. Maybe. the UFC, it's their own discretion. They can yeah. pay him however they want, obviously. <laughs> but to say that he officially was there, you, you do have to get on the scales there. Um, of course, the silver lining of the whole story is that Tyrone Woodley gets, uh, gets the next title shot uh, at 170. Um, and Hendricks, uh, it's really fascinating to talk about this uh, this iv situation i'm really curious to see over the next several months who changes weight classes you know there have been some scenarios where guys have voluntarily just decided to go up i'm trying to remember what was well, obviously we had um, this year uh benson henderson going up and fighting uh brandon thatch at 170 mm-hmm. and he didn't have to worry about cutting at all you know much healthier stronger uh safer obviously because he's more hydrated and I feel like there was another one as well. I want to say it was Jake Shields, but I don't think that that's correct, where two guys just said, hey, let's fight in the weight class above. I feel like it was at 70, the two guys deciding to go up to
3: 85. If it was Jake Shields, it would have been not in the UFC.
1: Right. Well, no, yeah. of course. Yeah, no, it was a UFC match. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm blanking. Joseph Boza is probably looking it up right now. and Let us know uh, if he comes up with it. But uh you know i we are going to see that a lot of guys deciding to to move up in weight some guys are going to do it voluntarily they're going to see the writing on the wall and realize that that's just safer and healthier other guys are going to stumble and you know think that they can still cut down like hendrix or hendrix wh- looks small though like i don't he'd be a small middleweight yeah well that's the problem mm. i mean that's that's a thing you either figure out your diet and you get down to 70 in in this case at a healthy weight and you're you're talking about a longer arc to get down there what know? fight
3: do you weigh at or what fight 115 115 now? Mm-hmm. where did you fight Can when you
1: were in
2: the amateurs 125
3: mm-hmm. how much are we right now
2: right yeah. now 130
3: like is it is it difficult for you to get to 115
2: um a little bit yes it is
3: would you ever fight but at 125 as a pro
2: um i fought at 125 as a pro okay. before was that your but it it was the first it' was like a two day notice mm, yeah fight that sure yeah but um but no of course we, i think we want we want to stay at the at the 115 yeah it's just it, you know kind of taking that for example um you know just people coming down from like 160 to 125 or mm-hmm. 140 to 125 mm-hmm. is that's you know you're finding big girls so yeah yeah 60 to
1: 125 well what? no
2: 140. Okay.
1: I was say, yeah.
2: 140. Like one thirty
1: five. I did that in high school. When I was just a <laughs> I was just a fat boy, didn't know didn't know wrist lock from a watch. Um okay, real quickly here, Darth Bader, <laughs> Darth Bader, Ryan Bader, Sugar Rashad Evans, across the board, thirty twenty seven. Evans coming out from a two year hiatus. Um Bader was was on point. Surprisingly, Evans was was the favorite in this one. Which I, I found surprising because it was such a long layoff, and mm-hmm. Bader has been uh, has been on point. Mixed bag, you know, uh, in the past couple of years, but during that time that Rashad Evans has been out, but he's been fighting and he has been uh, he's been fighting consistently. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that that and beating more.
3: legitimate guys too, yeah, I'm not beating like you know uh, Feijao, mm-hmm. OSP, and of course beating Phil Davis. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ryan Bader has really stepped it up. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, didn't surprise me. I, I got to say, I am—I'm a longtime Rashad Evans fan, mm-hmm. but I did see this going the way of Bader. Um I actually thought he'd finish him. I
3: thought he would would land. Um, I'm, not, I'm not surprised about the decisions of this fight. If anything, yeah. I thought the only fight that was not going to go to decision was the Pena uh, Eye fight. Mm, but right. I, I, it didn't surprise me that everyone, everything else went to decision. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about the
1: actually. Come to think of it, the predictions last. Uh, Last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we were both picking uh, Rashad Evans for. Did that I one. really? I did.
2: I, I don't got, know I if you did back. come to
1: think of it. Yes. I don't remember. Again, Joe Boza, go to go to our last YouTube. <laughs> um, any
2: thoughts about that match, L? Um, to me, Evans looked very gassed. Yeah. Um, towards the end, um, just to not be able to let anything go. Mm-hmm. Um. He just looked really, really tired. Not
1: quite as sharp as yeah. He and
2: is. Um, Bader, he was finding his jab. Mm-mm. His jab was out there, and yeah. he, you know when a jab
1: in that right going up the middle. Evans,
2: end. Evans, whenever he he double jabbed or triple jab, he would back him up, Mm-mm. and he should have been doing that a little bit more. But yeah. I just found him very like he looked really, really, really exhausted yeah. by the by the third.
1: You think that it was ring rust? Yeah. Yeah.
2: A lot of the times. Um, you know, you won't know that exhaustion. Like you can't, you can't, you can't really get that at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, you you mm-hmm. can't do that. You can't rea- react that. Mm-hmm. Um, and until you get into the actual like fight, right. Because you know?
1: the adrenaline, yes. and the excitement, so it's so you can't hard. It it, it, yeah,
2: it's so hard to recreate that. Yeah, and you know, and for him to be out for two years and then mm-hmm. come back, mm-hmm. that's you know, that's going to be hard. And
3: just yeah. all the injuries, I think, are starting to pile up. I mean, he had been I'm trying to count. I think at one point he was one, two, three, maybe linked up with three or four fights, and all he had to pull out because of an injury. Wow, really? That yeah. Mean- well, so he's co- coming
2: out from knee injury, you know.
3: Yeah. Because back in February t- uh, 2014, so it was fight Cormier, mm-hmm. uh, leg injury, uh, supposed to be linked up with Gustafson, but he said he wasn't hurt because he was still rehabbing the knee injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposed to fight Teixeira, uh pulling out because of a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, announced in mid February, yeah. So just uh, the knees keep going, are knee and knees surgeries. are very
2: difficult, man. Because you know I've been I've been kind of off for for my game for about for for about six months. You know yeah. just because of knees. Um, Trying to rehab them and, you know, you're still trying to work on things that mm-hmm. you can't, you're limited to. Yeah. Um, And then when you do try to get, you know, full action and, and you know, get really, really good sparring, mm-hmm. that's when, you know, kind of yeah. the hesitation of it. That's what, that's what kind of hurts you more. Hmm. So.
1: So hopefully we'll see a brighter and, and more on point Rashad Evans after yes, he comes the comes back. Line. Yeah, I'm sure he'll come back, <laughs> right? He's got a job with Fox for life, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Main event time. Um, five rounds, Daniel Cormier and Alexander Gustafson. Interesting uh, interesting scores here, 48-47, 47-48. For Gustafson, and then forty nine forty six for uh, DC. I
3: think it's more interesting on which judges which judges scored the fight, the, the rounds of the fight. Because mm-hmm. I think we we talked before before we we came on, and uh, I thought I thought that Gustafson stole uh, round four. Mm-hmm. I think he stole round three, and round four. I think we kind of had uh, back and forth, but apparently two judges gave Gustafson round four. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like, oh, wow. Well, I, thought, I thought I was the only one.
1: Let's start at the top. I um, I was having a tough time. The first time watching it, uh-huh. I wasn't quite sure. The second time watching it, um, I gave it to Cormier. Mm-hmm. You gave it to Gustavson. I gave it to Gustavson. I gave him rounds two, three, and four. Two, three, and four, yeah. and then one and five. So you thought he had the he had the burger, the meat of the burger. <laughs> much, yeah. And you gave Cormier the butt. <laughs> I,
3: I, I, I assumed just from, I mean, even though I personally gave him the three, uh, I'm sure the judges probably looked at it as it being tied going into the last round. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, I knew that whoever won the last round was going to win the fight.
1: You uh, you agreed with
3: Derek the, Cleary. Yeah, the one all the way to the right. <laughs> yeah, the one all the way to yeah, the yeah, right. Scored it, who who scored
1: it for Gusterson, but also scored it in the same manner. I mean, I, I, mean
3: I think we can all agree that Gusterson won round two.
1: Yes. I, I have a little bit of an opinion on that one. Um, it was super close. I gave it to DC on the second viewing. But I gave it to Gustafson uh, oh, for the round first two? time around. Yeah,
3: and for round three, I totally think that Gustafson stole that round just from the knee. Uh, That's the uh, other it, one. It, it's, but it's mostly the knockdown—the yeah. fact that he was able to knock him down—a very, very tough, very, very tough to knock down Cormier. Yeah, so I got two that. and three
1: were were super close. And L, tell me how you voted, uh, scored the whole thing.
2: I give it to Cormier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, he did more damage. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely showed a little bit more heart mm-hmm. towards the like the fifth round. That's the championship round. Mm-hmm. because True. You're so exhausted. Yeah. Um, and you just up there, and you're still throwing blows, and mm-hmm. you're still throwing uppercuts, and you mm-hmm. still have that.
1: And I think that you you have the ability to steal rounds more so in the championship rounds mm-hmm. because if you still have that stamina, like you were talking about people are saying, geez, this guy is still going here. Yeah. But then again, the judges have already marked down whatever
3: they thought in one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. You can't you, go back and change yeah, it. Yeah, they do it with pen, not pencil. Yeah. <laughs> At least we hope so anyway. Then. I will say this though, I think more so in championship fights, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it is kind of tough. I don't know. I, mean, I guess it depends on the mentality of the judge. It's, it's If you want to beat the champion, you got to beat him. No, like, you don't. But I, I know this isn't exactly wrestling, but I'm saying like, you got to beat him. You can't have this if you're gonna if you can't score it, you're probably gonna score for the champion. I don't know. Again, I guess I guess it just kinda depends on the I judge. I hope
1: not. Oh, I, you gotta you have to judge and here's the reason why I say no, not not just to refute pro wrestling. But this being round by round, and I want to actually ask your opinion too, L, um, whether you scored it round by round. That's a judge's job to take only those five minutes yeah. that happened and determine who was the better guy in those five minutes, and then you add up at the end.
3: Again, I agree with you, Mm -hmm. but again, think of the mentality of the judge. I mean, for goodness sakes, we saw a fight last week be a 10-10 round. You know what I mean? Fair enough. <laughs> <So it's interesting. laughs> I guess two. it just depends on the mentality of the judge. I, guess I agree with you. I think, system. and and for example, me personally, I think uh, for the, the takedown in round two, the knockdown in round three, and the accuracy, and that's why I gave it to him in round four. Mm-hmm. That's my thing, and I think that, you know, that's a fair assessment of most people think. But again, mm-hmm. you got to think of what's their mentality.
1: Yeah. What was uh, the biggest thing that impressed you the most out of this match for both of you guys?
3: Just the the heart from
1: each they guy. Had
2: a, they had they a, showed a lot of heart. Yeah, showed a lot of heart to actually. Yeah, they just met in the middle, and that's where they kept it.
3: Mm-hmm. Although Gustafson was running a little bit,
2: a lot of bit, a yeah. lot of bit. He was he was showing him his back a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that to me that was kind of the thing when you see it that that um, that blatant that kind of running. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to say running, but when you turn your back mm-hmm. and you start going fast in the other direction <laughs> from where the guy is. Mm-hmm. Yes. That qualifies at least in the cage as running. Yeah. Um, I did again, you know, second and third, super close to me. Um, with the second, I thought that DC was—he he was really implementing the uppercut game there, mm-hmm. and that was the thing. Like he was landing so many of those throughout the entire ma- round that—that that is an argument to give round two to Gustafson. But again, mm-hmm. damage—he um, very well could have Gustafson could have stolen it. Uh, that round, with it, was that, just, it was just a great fight. Yeah, with that moment there.
3: I mean, it goes to show uh, both on both sides how tough Gustafson is because that guy can take a beating mm-hmm. and not even <laughs> flinch. Yeah, uh, but it goes to show how much power Anthony Johnson has as well if he can not finish <laughs> him off. But true. Uh, again, I mean, I know we talked about it in a second, but I think he mostly lost because maybe that home field pressure, maybe maybe that wasn't really his style. Uh, maybe mm. he, he likes kind of going into just a neutral ground. That's fighting my,
1: in the U.S. as opposed to Sweden, yeah. where that fight was. I'm kind of
3: curious how maybe he would do against Rumble again in kind yeah. of a neutral area, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Um, LL, talk about uh, you've got a match coming up before too long here.
2: Yes, October 17th, I will be fighting for Gladiator um, uh, <laughs> <are your> Challenge. <laughs> right.
3: You should know this, though. <laughs> no.
2: Usually, well, um, I don't know. Usually it's like, okay, I have a, I have a fight coming up. I really don't know when, when, you know, mm-hmm. I just know when. Yeah. Yeah. The time I need to show up, four wins, that's it. <laughs> and, um, no, but um, I'll be fighting for a Gladiator Challenge October 17th. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. I got tickets. Let me know. Where, <laughs>
3: where, where
1: is it? Saboba, Suboba.
2: Place? Suboba Casino.
1: The, the Saboba Casino in San Joaquinto Valley, y- California, so on, uh-huh. correct? Yes. Got it. Yes. Uh, talk about your social media, where we find you online.
2: Um, you can find me at Lethalora um
1: yes with two l's in the middle yes one in the front actually two in the middle, Yes, right
2: for twitter is only it's two l's in the middle okay. <laughs> Instagram's the only one so oh yes but and the, facebook's was the only one, on, one
3: was lethal laura taken on instagram yes oh bitch. <laughs> i say i mean i mean I'm, I'm sure you can beat her up i sure mean, she can have a fight yeah, and I just guess. like look, winner gets the name <laughs> I know, right try, i'm throwing out there
2: yeah
1: but putting it out there lethal laura
3: <laughs> a lot of fights coming up too. Yeah, I know indeed. the I know we just came off a Uriah Hall victory. He's already fighting again next month against Robert Whitaker, replacing mm-hmm. Michael Bisbing. Uh What else? John Jones already kind of back on it on social media. <laughs> 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 he's on social media. I think
2: he's missing the fights. So I
3: don't know. Although, although, <laughs> although, now that you know, we're about to wrap up, but kind of Bader winning. I know Cormier had some beef with Bader going back mm-hmm. to when Cormier won. Is that, I mean, obviously, I think that's the most natural match mm-hmm. as far as, you know, their next fights. If it's it if just a matter of to... timing because I know that John Jones probably wants to fight, and, and I don't even know if it's official yet Madison Square Garden in April. They've got a date, but
1: but the sport's still not legal but yet. That's Cor- the
3: gamble. But Cormier is saying that's fine, but I'm not going to fight in your hometown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, which kind of makes sense. But that's already like in six months. Wouldn't that, that be funny
1: to do Cormier and Bader in New York <laughs> instead of John Jones? Yeah, that would be funny. Um, I think that the same people that would show up anywhere to see John Jones are going to be the ones that show up in New York. I yeah. don't think that many people are really going to be that uh, you know uh, sentimental. I think New I think John, John
3: Jones should fight. I mean, if he's ready, he should fight either that MSG or UFC 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think just based on their animosity, Cormier and, and Bader does seem like the most natural matchup. Uh, I would just say whenever the, each one is ready, because I know Cormier just came off. of it. I mean, he he said it, and I quote: uh, "Where's the quote? Something instead of like he's never been he's never he's never been beaten up as bad as 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 Gustafson the Gustafson fight." Let me paraphrase the quote here.
1: Nice. George, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Let's take this home. Let's get out of here. Where do they find you at?
3: You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Ghermoza, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. <laughs> <laughs>
1: J10716 at your Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, guys. Uh, the next UFC is uh, a fight night on October 24th. Uh, of course, you can find me on Wednesdays at uh, UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter, After Buzz.
3: <laughs> George, when's your next uh, after show? Uh, in about two hours, we're going to be covering the WWE at Madison Square Garden show. Check him out there. <laughs> I am the co-predictions champion, I will be having my belt tonight. <laughs> I've seen that belt. It's not bad. And
2: I just want to say thank you to my sponsors.
3: Yes, shout out
1: your sponsors,
2: Uh, Brain Chiropractic and Team Britain.
1: What? What? What, what, BJ (laughs) One. Take it easy,
3: guys. We'll see you. Buzz you later
2: from executive producers Maria Manunos,
0: Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments and questions, be sure to visit afterbuzztv.com.